Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 45 of the Flames Fancast. This is our third season of recording, so woohoo! Uh, tonight, we've got something a little bit different for you. We're going to do a two-parter here. We're going to address all the things that have happened over the summer for the Flames. And then in part two, we're going to take a look at the season ahead. So give you a bit of a season preview uh, and how things might shape up for Calgary going forward. But hey, Jenk, welcome. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. I mean, you're here. Are we, every are we episode. doing two? Are we doing two parts? Like, as in, we release one track. No, like, like, and then we release another. Clearly, we talked Is about it this. Before. Episode forty-five. No, it's like a? forty-five A B. Oh, how but, fitting for our it, goaltending situation. It's all again. <laughs> but it's all in one it's track. Like we'll, we'll just we'll just stop about halfway and pause it, and then you know have a break. And uh, and then we'll record again, and it'll just be a, two different segments of the same show. All right, we'll do it like we, that. We clearly we'll talked this way. through. We always we always do it your way, because my way is the right way. Are every, is every game on Sportsnet again this year? Any I think idea? so. Yeah. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. I can't wait till I hear that anthem again. It's just been so long. I just the Sportsnet miss, anthem. Yeah, I just missed How's the flame so much. I don't want to like. I don't want to mouth it again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're back. We're back. It's good to be here. Um, if you listen to us over the summer, thanks so much. Uh, we've actually had a lot of traffic lately, so something's been going right. And uh, hey, you listening bots, stop <laughs> spamming our accounts. Bullshit. We just our hopes up. Everyone's getting our hopes up. Don't do that. We just want real listeners. But we, yeah, we've had real feedback and real listeners. It's been really, really nice. We appreciate it. And actually, you know, we'll uh, we'll let you in on a little secret. We actually recorded one a week ago, but it was there was a mistake with the recording box because Jank put it next to power plug or something, and it was going tick 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 the whole show, and we couldn't fix it, so we just got to redo it. We and, felt that we had all this momentum from people listening to us that the last thing we needed to do was fuck up the audio. Of all the things to fuck up, our content, our opinions, swearing too much, smashing the microphone, that's incredibly cheap and horrible, by the way. (laughs) We didn't want to fuck up the audio that I couldn't seem to edit. These microphones are absolute dog shit, and I can't read the brand right now. It's like Apex something, so don't ever buy these. We're not obviously sponsored by anybody. Apex 870B. Just garbage. And these stands are even worse. So if you ever hear like a big thump, just means that I couldn't edit it out. Matthew Kachuk, Wednesday, signed his contract. Three years, 21 million, seven average annual value. Pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if I could credit Flames management for that move, but... You can credit Braden Point, that's for sure. Absolutely. Anyone want to call Spade a Spade here? If it wasn't for Braden Point signing, what would have happened? Well, Jank, I can tell you, as you would say, the Jack Nicholas thing. We're going to put it in right there. Never rub it down there, man. Ah, I couldn't even say it properly. We'll have to edit that one out. <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> But yeah, three years. Has nothing to do with it. Twenty-one million. I mean, it's a good deal. And when Point signed that deal, I kind of thought Kachuk Kachuk would sign something similar because he's probably looking at that and saying, "Well, Braden Point maybe a little, maybe had a little bit better season than me, so probably he's going to sign for similar money." But I mean, it's just good all round, and it, I admire and respect Kachuk for saying, 
you know, when I sign this deal, it definitely means that no one has to move out on my account. No one has to be traded so that there's cap room cleared for me to sign. He definitely didn't want that. Or that's at least the picture that was painted to the media after the fact. But uh, it's nice that it didn't drag out. I mean, I know on the other show I said I thought it wouldn't. It would take until the end of October, early November for him to sign. But I'm really pleased it was before the season started. These guys are just, they're fucking killing it, hey? Like, he doesn't train, well, he trains on his own. But he doesn't train with the team all camp. Shows up, plays pretty good in the last game. And, you know, like, he can... He can come out of this press conference as a total winner. He said all the right things. I'm sure he, I, I know, I'm pretty sure he meant it. But yeah, not seeing another guy move because of his status was obviously a bonus. But did he really care about that? Probably. Did his agent? Absolutely not. Um, and ultimately, the agents make the call. Again, like Trelving got bailed out by the by the point deal. That it's straight up. That's that is what it is. Like anyone can argue but, that. But, but you know, do you think these GMs are all kind of chatting to each other, getting a feel for where their RFA's are at? Yeah, but they're still looking out for their team. And there's been no movement on the Winnipeg front at all with those two guys, and they have a ton of cap space. Well, the, I'm, yeah, but they didn't. In fairness, they didn't predict this kind of cap space with Buffalo just kind of bailing on everybody. No, and right? I mean absolutely, they probably wouldn't have been so. Uh, laissez-faire and letting Morrissey, or not Morrissey, Truba and Myers go if they knew Bufflin was going to re- right. retire so that, or consider his future. So Bufflin did handcuff him a bit, but ultimately, like these GMs, they all they all look out for their own their own interests. I yeah, mean, I'm but, not saying a secret here, but... I mean, I don't think it's in anyone's interest that contracts go crazy or that contracts start going uh, ridiculously off market value. I think they might be trying to figure out something collectively in that sense. I could be wrong. Well, I know, but like we we talked about this like probably a couple episodes ago. But when Trelaving was making those calls, probably trying to either deal Brody or Folik, you know that the other GM is like, yeah, 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 okay. I know your, I know your conundrum, and I know that you have to move at least one of these two guys. I'm not gonna give you shit. I'm not gonna give you shit. So if anything, now Kachuk signing has now given the power back to Trelaving for if he wants to do a trade, one of those guys. Because yeah. now we don't actually have to That's deal with a very them. good point, actually. And, and yeah, it's rare. And I knew I had you on here for a reason. Uh, yeah. This 45 episodes later finally came up with a good point. And uh, now we have to have only a 22-man roster in order to have all our players at this point being over the cap space by, what was it, 600 grand? Yeah. So it just goes to show you now that Trelvin can call a GM who maybe has some minor interest in Frolik or Brody. And he can be like, yeah, yeah, okay. Remember when you were saying this shit to me like a month ago? All right, the terms have changed now. So I don't have to move these guys anymore. So what do you want to give me for them? And it's, it's, a, it's a completely different conversation. It's great. So Trelvin got lucky. Flames management got lucky. They weren't hold, And the press conference kind of annoyed me because, I mean, it's not surprising. Trelvin saying like we were trying to be patient with the whole process. We had something in mind. We didn't want to break the, you know, the chemistry of the team. But, you know, he's saying what everyone's think. He's not saying what everyone's thinking is you just got lucky by your patient play here. And maybe you had an in. Maybe you knew that Braden Point or an equivalent player was going to sign a bridge like that. But, I mean, it, it wasn't really a move by us is what I'm getting at. I mean, but I know I'm we, okay with it. So. I know we mentioned this last year, but I really think this contract signing uh, reaffirms what we said about our window. We've got Goudreau and Monaghan Lindholm on such good contracts. We've got Giordano. I mean, 
almost peaking in his late 30s. Um, Came back the fittest this, flame. This is our chance, right? I think these three years, these two years here with these great contracts and good players and, and even possibility to add even more to this, this is, this is our chance. And boy, I really hope we take it. I really hope we make something of it. And again, don't go into the playoffs in a five-game clusterfuck as we did last year. But heck, I'm just really happy he signed before the season started. We get the team together. We know what it looks like. We're ready to go. Um, I don't think there's going to be any of that pouty Johnny stuff no, that we went through before. Definitely not. He he uh, he's pretty pleased about this contract, right? right? He knew the situation, especially when you saw the point deal, and he's like, "Yeah, you know what? That sounds about right. Get this deal done. Three years. You know, uh, he's he's back at the negotiating table in two because the Flames are going to want to sign him to term in two years. And you don't want to leave that last minute, obviously, no. because no. he'll be unrestricted. At is that he point. unrestricted or is he RFA again? Uh, I think he's RFA. Again. Well, now, now I'm questioning myself. Is it RFA? Yeah, I think so. I think a five-year deal like Matthews would have been to UFA. Right, but it. But Kachuk's was the... three years. I think it's RFA. I'm pretty sure it's RFA. I'm just checking. Oh, we're googling here. So prepared in this podcast. Anyhow, while he's doing that, I mean, we signed six players to a PTO uh, for training camp. Tobias Ryder, Zach Ronaldo, Smith Pelly, Andy McDonald, someone named Griba who retired after we cut him, and then some Grenier fellow who like didn't make it past the second game. So two of them are gone, and four are still with us. I mean, it is an RFA, by the way. Maybe, maybe one of them signs. It looks like maybe it's Ryder. That what I, that's what I was reading today just before this, that maybe Tobias Ryder gets a two-way well, deal. Peters, Peters was saying that he was like an elite penalty killer. Elite. He said yeah. elite. You just don't drop the E-bomb like that. <laughs> if you, unless you're Bill Peters thinking we're signing this guy. So you, you can bet anything that we'll sign him. I don't know about... Two-way deal's not bad. No, it's no risk. And like, frankly, like... If a guy's going to sign to a deal, he's a good penalty killer, that you're just going to take it. Like what's what's the downside? Really? None. You just send him down to the A and that's it. Like he misses chance. Um in theory, guys like Smith Pelly, Ronaldo, these would have been like I think there's only one that we're going to sign if any. Yeah, like I I'll be surprised if we sign any of those guys at this point if we're going to sign um what was his name again? Ryder, Tobias. <laughs> Ryder, yeah, Tobias Ryder. So I'm kind of looking at this like, okay, as far as I'm concerned as a fan, management is recognizing that we need some size on this team. So they tried to bring in more of these physical guys more than anything else. So Ronaldo, Smith, Pelly, these guys were, okay, it's almost like this is part of our missing chemistry makeup on the team. I personally like the fact that we did try these guys out. I'm also resigned to the fact that they're not going to make it, but it just goes to show you that I, I don't think like for the people who follow this team, who believe that we don't have the size, it's at least a promising development from that perspective that I think they understand that we need something. So Lucic might've been that forced trade, but at the same token, like he never hurts that, to get any bigger, right? No, it I mean, doesn't. it, it doesn't look hands. like, it doesn't look like the PTO guys they brought in were for any kind of skill. Like, no. Zach Ronaldo's, uh, he's no Daisy, I'll tell you that. No, but like Zach Ronaldo is also an experienced guy. But yeah, like game's kind of out of his reach at this point. But 
How do you feel about us being a team going out and taking six guys on a PTO? I think that's exponentially more than most teams, and probably probably we had the most PTO guys in the NHL uh, attend our training camp. Do you just think that was partially to fill 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 roster spots or to increase competition or to motivate people to make sure their spot's never safe or to just see if someone still got it and can kick it in a really competitive situation? I, I think it's to send a message more so than anything, for sure. Because guys like, um, I, don't, I don't know, when your management and your coach, the coaching staff, you don't want guys to get all comfortable with their place on the team, right? Like, you know, for example, Peters called out Shillington, like straight up, and Dubé straight up after the game against uh, Vancouver. And he was saying things like, you know, he's slipping with regards to Dubé. So... That might be mostly a message. I don't think we had any intention to sign any of these guys, really. But um, Maybe one. Maybe one. Sure. And so we are going to sign one. But I think it's more of a message of, like, nobody is, like, really secure here. Get your shit together. Play hard. Every shift matters for everybody. That's kind of what I think. I could see it being that, too. Just, yeah, take this seriously, right? Earn your spot. There's lots of competition, and you know we're a club that's going to take the best man for the role. And if that's not you and you're one of our farm system players, it's not you. I mean, I, I wish we gave more chance to the kids on the farm, and I've appreciated that we have done of late. Maybe this sends the wrong message to guys like that. I don't know, but I, I feel like you need a bit of mental toughness as a professional to overcome that and say, ah, I'm, I'm more than capable of outshining this NHL wash-up. This is my time, but... I'm no sports psychologist, as you know. Right. But, I mean, in the end, like, it's still business. So, you have to run the team consistently for every position. So, we're not doing that on the goaltending front. But it's nice to see that we're actually trying to do that for everybody else and recognizing that there is some missing presence on the team. Speaking of the goaltending front, we put Gillies on waivers. I'm pretty sure he'll clear, but, I mean, you know, this... He did clear. This leads into a discussion about how I think we've perhaps mismanaged our goaltending assets in the fact that it seems to be a common trend that with these younger goaltenders who come out of nowhere, say a Bennington, a Matt Murray, a Holtby, those types of players, they've come into a team and they've they've assumed the number one role without any question. You are the guy, you're going forward, you've got to play for us. And they've taken that chance and they've excelled we haven't given that chance to gillies we haven't given that chance to riddick we haven't given that chance to parsons instead we've taken the 1a 1b approach wrapped them in cotton wool and ease their transition in which doesn't seem to work i would rather go bust on two of those guys and try to hit it sky high with one or go bust on all three and hit it sky high with one than than have this happen because I'm really not feeling that confident about our goaltending going into the season. We'll get into that more in part two, but also as an example of a guy who came straight into a team, was told he was number one and excelled, Kipper. So, I mean, I definitely didn't do my homework and research on no, this one it, to it find a ton that, of well, examples. No, but it helped that, well, Turk was injured too, right? But I just, tell the me. The second that he was given, but, but Sutter knew about Kipper. So Sutter said... You're sure. coming in. Absolutely. Turek is injured. And then all of a sudden, Kipper took advantage just like a Holtby did. 
You know, just like a Binnington did. But do you think Sutter knew he'd become the goalie that he was? I doubt it. He might take credit for it now. No, no. No, but no coach. No no one knew that Holpe would do that? No. That Binnington would do that? The difference is... Does the organization execute the plan of okay, you're number one now? Look at look you at Jake it. Allen, for example. Jake Allen was a great prospect, right? You could have put him in and hoped for that, but he struggled because of the like tandem situation with whoever St. Louis had, Brian Elliott, Jake Allen, right? Eventually, Jake Allen started over Elliott, but uh, Allen had a couple years and got usurped by Bennington. He's yeah. not starting. There's no way he's starting. It's I, Bennington all the way, right? I'm going to go out on a limb and just say we are never going to win a cup until we have a number one. And the reason why I'm saying that is because everybody, every team that's won a cup in the last probably 10 years has had a solid goalie and a solid uh, forward and defensive line. No team, from what I remember, has won a cup with a shaky 1A, 1B system. I, so. Uh, we are not going to win a cup until we get the number one spot. So Cam Talbot was a massive mistake, in my opinion. If we just signed some plug that was going to take seven hundred grand a year, we would have been not only safe on the cap front, but we would have been safe from the, from the fact that it's like, okay, Riddick, this is it. This is your chance. Go for it, right? Well, I just think it shows a lack of... Maybe a small lack of confidence. Goalies, seven goalies in four years, man. Uh, yeah, you add, it's well, a lot. Add Smith to the list now. Elliot so, Smith. It's, Elliot been, it's Smith, been a revolving Ramo. door since Kipper's right. left. So it, maybe not seven, maybe it's like six. But regardless, we've gone through like over five to six goalies in four years. That is, that is an astonishing number for all the wrong reasons. And you can't run this franchise with a revolving door on one of the most, imp- probably the most important position in a team, especially during the playoffs. The only reason why we made the final that year was because of Kiprasov. Our, our lineup outside of Kiprasov was dog shit. We just had... Iginla was amazing. Iginla, Jelena, and... Uh, Conroy played Conroy well. Conroy was okay, but Regeer I mean... Conroy, played well. So who? Regeer. Right, but you're talking about five players, right? Kipper was when our those MVP, guys, man. Yeah, when those amazing. guys are not on the ice... We're, it's a fucking fire drill on the ice. We're, we're scrambling. We're trying to just make sure the puck is not in our zone. That, but that was the hockey we were playing. You know that. Yeah, we're channeling like, our we inner were, 2004 right no, now. No, I know. And I, I hate looking into the past, but what I'm just trying to say is that like we need a number one goalie. Otherwise, don't bother having your fucking hopes up this year. Because if Riddick doesn't get that number one spot, if Talbot plays more than like 25, 30 games... Then we're back to square one in the playoffs again, well, again think, and again and again. I mean, partially in the defense or uh, the uh, the opposite of this argument is that a lot of teams are looking at load management now and reducing it on their number one guy. Yeah, but they have a number one. That's the difference. If Talbot wins five games in a row, we you don't think that he's going to you know be what? the quote unquote number we one? We don't because think about when we went into the playoffs. It was a question about who would start. But that's the problem. Yeah, that is a problem. problem. That is a problem. And I just think, you know, if you're Riddick, you're not exactly showered in confidence by your organization by them signing Calm Talbot at an identical contract, albeit a year less, monetary value identical contract. And, you know, not really coming out and saying who's one and who's two or it's 1A, 1B. Yeah, it's tough. So the Talbot signing, I mean, 
I'm not it is what it is. Two point seven five million for yeah. one year. Sure. Stopgap issue. What's the downside? Not too much. Again, Riddick signed a two-year deal, two point seven five. That's pretty good. I'll take it. I mean, I hope, I hope Riddick comes out smashing down barn doors and just stopping everything, and, and Talbot's a steady backup or whatever. I just hope we have good goaltending, man. I'm just, I'm easy to please, you know. Really easy to please. Believe I just me. like get in my rant mode, and I just don't like how it's all set up. But yeah, I mean. I know Riddick is the 1A, but fuck, just give this guy one. That's it. None of this denomination of what number one is anymore. Like, I'm, we've been going through it for fucking four seasons, but that's enough. Like, we don't deserve that as a franchise. Like, we, we, need, to, we need to set ourselves at a higher standard at this point. Bennett contract at 2.55 for two years. That was a great contract. Looks like he's having a sharp preseason. Um, yeah, I'm pleased. Like, I hope the guy gets some second, second line, even first line minutes, and or gets a chance to play consistently at center because if he's motivated, I I, like I'll that. never have an issue with a guy like Ben on the team. Like that guy, like I know what I get with him. He's a guy that's gonna show up to the big games. He's gonna show up for his teammates when they get unfairly hit. He's gonna show up in the playoffs. So that guy, total. I mean, he's the ace in the hole for us. Like I love him so. That's a great, that's a steal in my opinion. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, go Sammy, go. I feel bad for Valimaki though. Indeed, the injury, um, he was definitely on the roster, I feel, and that an ACL tear, you're probably out for the season. And if you're coming back, it's right at playoff time. I mean, that's grim. I, ah. I mean, that's of all the, the players to, to get back. injured, like our young D and our, our top forwards, <sighs> Sucks. It really sucks because he was looking sharp and I was really excited to see his development. But, you know, and, and on top of that, I just hope one of these young guys can step up and fill the shoes of Geo in a couple of years here because we're really going to need that. And maybe it was him, but it looks like he's a little injury prone. You know, I, mean, I hate to say it, but just working out or training, he tore his ACL. It's not good. I know it can happen whenever, but yeah, it sucks. It sucks a lot, which will, you know, leads into the segue of what we did with Stone. We bought him out and then we re-signed him for 700,000. Um I was surprised that was legal. Yeah. Uh we're saving I don't saving know, we're saving like space, a little under a mil money. on the cap. Yeah, but we also lost money. So like net we lost we lost money, but we saved on cap. Sure. I don't think the organization really cares about losing the money. It's a weird way to look at it, but yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It was a like, hockey move for sure, right? Give yeah, but you're still. Cap space. It, it's not. It's not like it's something that every team will look to do. It's not really a loophole because you're still on the hook for paying for this guy. So it looks like we're paying him one point one six on the buyout, and then we're also paying him. No, no, we're we're still paying him. We paid out his contract. Grand. We bought no, out his contract. I know, I know, but it's weird that we brought him back. But I mean. For all intents and purposes, I get it. I just think it's a devil you know situation, right? We know Michael Stone, he fits in. He's going to sign 700000 no problem. Yeah, which we should have done I on just the goalie think, side. I think we're going to see a lot more cycling of young players into teams on these entry-level deals. It's going to happen a lot more, and then you're going to see you're going to see your stars sign to bigger money in longer term. I think that's what's going to happen, especially if these, you know, if all the money comes in with the new TV deals in a few years and the cap starts to skyrocket, just my two cents. What do I know? But 
Why are you even listening at this point? I think most of our listeners are not listening now. <laughs> what point are we at here? I know you asked me this, but what point? Like on the minutes, agenda? Twenty-five minutes. Oh, I have no idea. I can't. I can't <clears throat> check. There's no actual timer on our Fucking screen here. Throat, man. Okay. There's no. I don't know. We're at five ninety-two point four. I don't know what those, those numbers are, are. Those are ticks, but. You think Stone will be on the roster or the seventh man? or Probably the seventh man. Um, I guess we'll get to that in part two, hey? We're, we're we could get there at part two, but really quick, Shillington probably not going to make the make the team right now with, with a coach out, like basically calling him out in public like that. So expect Stone to be on the first game of the season, I think. Okay, interesting, interesting. The big one. Neil, gone, Lucic, in. Yeah, it's grown on me. If we did this podcast the day of that transaction, I probably would have broken records for F-bombs in one podcast. Um, not, never was a big fan of Lucic. He was always on teams that I did not like. I don't like the Bruins. I don't like the Oilers. Um... But it's grown on me, and it's. You read the rumors on Reddit about what Neil was doing in the dressing room, and some of the. So here's one I heard that was really interesting. I don't know if you heard this. I know we didn't talk about it, but apparently on their trip to China, he went into Johnny's room or something when Johnny was sleeping, and shaved part of his head. And then Gudro just was like, "I don't want to play with this guy," and that was it. That's how Lindholm got there. That's what I heard. Okay, that that's fucked up. Like Neil's, I, I never Neil's heard of that, actually. old, man. Well, like know. I get hockey pranks and stuff, but and maybe Goudreau could have taken Johnny's it not, a little better. He doesn't need a hazing. He's not. No, he's not I, like I, a I know, I, I know, but he, he. I don't know. Maybe Neil was Are trying to serious? fit in or where whatever. Did, where did you read that? That's I was just talking hockey with 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 you know guys. Guys, so just some guy, just some guy. You talk about the. Well, flames. I don't know if that's. I always I always drop the bomb. You know, I got a podcast, right? And they're like, you're such a fucking loser. And then I, I go on and talk about things and blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, yeah. wait. So I, last year when they went to China, Neil, when Goudreau was sleeping at some point, Neil shaved part of his head or whatever. And Goudreau was like, I'm not playing with this guy. So Lindholm was there. Hmm. And he lit it up. They, they clicked, they yeah, clicked he lit really it up. well. Like, Neil sucked. But I just think... I think things got off really bad, and then the dressing room never improved. Neil never improved, and we just we wanted him gone. My and guess, yeah, my, my guess that guy heard on Reddit because that's where all course, the rumors start. Everything starts on Reddit, man. Well, then there was the other where he was a bad influence in the dressing there room. There was the fight with Mike Smith. Yeah, make a fucking save. Apparently, is what he said to Mike Smith. Which, in fairness, all fans in the stadium were saying that. Um, and there was also the there was a there was a rumor about some sort of addiction issue, but Neil, I don't, I don't typically. What's subscribe. he addicted to, man? Dentures. That's a good one. <laughs> Didn't expect that one. Didn't expect to hear that one. That's a good one. No had, one would have thought of that you one. You just had no reaction. You just sat there and you're like, I can't laugh. I got to say I'm something. Go back though. on video. Um, no, so. I read that he there was something that he fell off the wagon before in the play. You know what? I don't like the addiction rumors because I I personally just don't 
that's not somebody's fault. That that's a, that's an issue, mental issue that someone goes through. But things like being a bad dressing room influence, you know, shaving some some dude's head, like that that's kind of fucked up. But also, the other rumor was that he had a total falling out with Peters uh, in the last practice before the last game of the playoffs, and then that's why he got benched. Now, we can criticize Peters for not benching him multiple times throughout the season and in the playoffs for playing like absolute shit, but needless to say, it just it finally hit a wall, and management, coaching staff said, that's enough. We got to get rid of you. So... It's an opportunity for Neil, and then it's an opportunity for Lucic to find uh, a restart in their careers, late in their careers, and have a bit of a resurrection or end the career they want, or sorry, end it the way they want, rather than because Lucic, there was a um, uh, Calgary Herald article out today where he was saying like, yeah, you know, I felt like my energy was gone. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And so Neil's probably saying and Neil's the same prob- thing. Exactly. Yeah. So these two guys are we're in a spot where they're like just done with hockey pretty much, but now they have another opportunity to come back. I think they were done with Edmonton and done with Calgary. Yeah. I think Lucic has a lot more to play for though. Neil, Neil, I don't think really Lucic did anything wrong except for sucking. And Neil did a lot well, wrong and sucked. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, 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 that's sometimes an unforgivable offense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited he's here, to be honest. Like, the team seemed excited. He's a big body. His role is different. Nobody's expecting him to score 30 goals or 20 goals or repeat what he did in Boston. We just want that size and that intimidation factor, and I can get on board with that. And he seems to be excited to play here, fired up to play here. You know, heck, let's go for it. And he's won a... How many cups has he won now? At least one. Okay. Possibly two. I think it's two. But yeah, like you want a guy that's won it on the team. So if you kind of overall look at the roster right now, um, in fairness, Neil won it with the Penguins, I think, right? Um, but you need, you still need that guy that's won it, that knows what it takes to win. So, you know, you're adding that experience back as well and a guy that wants to do well. And you need... You need a bit of a threat on the ice. I, I always say this. I harp on it almost too much. But the second Johnny gets run, I'm expecting Lucic fully to go and beat the crap out of that guy. Okay. Or intimidate whatever he needs yeah, to do. A big hit or something like that. or Yeah, because... Having, stand up for the team, right? Having a guy like Lucic now should give Johnny more space. It should. So we're both pretty, pretty, pretty warm on the Lucic I, I'm deal. I'm a lot more bullish... The, the fucking Lucic deal now, but before I was not at all. You remember my messages to you. I was like, this is bullshit. I don't yeah, want to see I, this I remember, guy on my yeah. team. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a tough read, that's for sure. <laughs> so it's pretty much sums up every message I get from you, though. It's just a tough read all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm a bad communicator. Johnny's beard. I hate it. Shave it off, buddy. <laughs> shave it off. Coming from a guy that can't help but have to shave... Uh, if you really want facial hair that bad, trust me, you won't like it once you get it, but you won't because it's too late for you, but don't do that. You look horrible, buddy. You look horrible. Horrible. I know you're rich and like a lot of girls are going to go for you that are like bombshells, but let me tell you, they don't like it. I'm t- like, it, it <laughs> looks like shit. It looks like it got 
paste it on with glue stick, right? <laughs> like, like it's no good, man. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln's was thicker than that. Oh. I mean, it's it's. If you don't know what shitty. the Abraham Lincoln is, Urban Dictionary that one, then yeah. you'll you'll get a better reference. But, um, yeah, how about the hat? This is your problem, not mine. This, this is a big problem for me. Like the Phillies hat, it's not a problem at all. That he consistently wears. It's. I doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with me on two two fronts. I don't understand the issue with this. It's not a it's, hockey. It, it's a baseball team. Who cares? It's just. He's a big it's like Phillies him fan. really promoting his loyalty to Philly, and like I think this it's is a just professional hockey it's translating. Yeah, but he wears it over and over and over. The guy over almost got over. you hundred points last season. What are you complaining about? <gasps> Oh, he wears a he wears a Phillies hat. Excuse me. He wears a he fucking wears an Eagles hat or jersey during the fucking Super Bowl. Sure, during the Super Bowl is fine. Whatever, once off. You can't. He's just, wearing the Phillies hat all the time. You can't just pick and choose this. He's shit. even wearing that during the regular season. If I saw him wearing, wearing that during the regular a, season. If he's wearing a Flyers hat, I got a problem with it too. But he's not wearing a Flyers. hat. I have a problem with it because it just doesn't sit well with me. What my gut feel? My gut feel says that that. To me, that, that shows draw, passion. It's like it's not it's not a desire to to stay, really, if you will. To me, that shows passion. I like he's a big sports guy. He's he's into his city. He was born and raised there. He's got nothing but fucking love for his team. Sure, but on camera all the time, all the time. So what, man? I don't know anyone else who really does that. I'm sure there are others. Soccer <laughs> players do it all the time. They can wear their New York like Yankees. Said, we, we the New York about, Yankees yeah. hat is a, is a fashion symbol. Well, he's trying to make the Phillies a fashion symbol. <laughs> they like, got but Bryce soccer, Harper, uh, man. Soccer players aren't transferring from their teams in London or Barcelona or Munich or Paris to go play in Philadelphia. Yeah, They're but, not. But these guys wear like their home country flags when they win championships and stuff. Sure, sure. But again, you're not going to go play for... You're going to play Okay, maybe maybe a player like that, you might be concerned if you know you you have a French player playing in Germany or something, they might want to go play in France or something like that, but it's just See, the one thing I don't different. understand about it's, you It's different. Is that there's a there's a different hierarchy of football clubs than there is in hockey clubs. Hockey clubs hierarchy is much smaller than there is of football clubs. And there's multiple football leagues. Whereas there's only one NHL. You're not leaving the NHL. Nobody's going to play in the KHL. Not Johnny, that's for sure. Yeah, but you'd, by that logic, you'd have a problem with like him wearing a KHL team hat. Oh, he can wear a KHL team hat if he wants, but his club would say no. Yeah, but you can't... You can't just... That, that doesn't make sense. I, I don't agree. I just don't see... like. It concerns me that he does this because of the ruminations he has about Philadelphia. You know what? At before. least he's not—he's not making a secret of it. It's almost like—it's yeah. almost like a soft. All, all we need to know is it's that, like, oh yeah, like you know, management just has to be on the ball with this one and have a feel like, you know what? You're not going to resign. This guy can't go to UFA. You well, got to yeah, trade him. You got to gotta get something Absolutely. for him. Yeah, but like, the problem this is, is a non-UFA. The, the, this is a non-UFA problem is, guy. What if he says the only way you can trade me? Is if you take me to New Jersey or Philadelphia or whatever. Well, is it in his contract? Whatever team he loves. If it's in his contract, then we're kind of hooped. If it's not, then well, I don't probably, care what he says. It, it probably isn't. Well, then too bad, man. You're not getting what you want. We're but, trading or, you to the highest Or he doesn't, he doesn't go, and then he'll just let his contract run out. But that's on us because we didn't trade him. 
Does he have to accept the trade? If we trade him, let's I, I say, don't know. It's going to depend on his contract. If it's not in his contract, he can just get traded. That's it. It's not up to him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the issue, but I know you do. I. Uh, I just want us to be smart about it. That's all. Yeah. Okay, I love Johnny. Okay. I, I want I'll, him to stay. Let's I'll, be smart. About I'll come it. to the middle ground here. If it's a prelude for him to say, "I don't want to stay here." Then fine. My gut feel is he's not staying. I hope I'm wrong. Well, I, I don't really think am. He will either. But yeah, I I just let's be smart about but it. But don't ignore the things that he likes about Calgary too. Don't ignore. No, that. he likes it, but it just pisses me off. He wears that hat all the yeah. time. Well, I'm sure it pisses off his neighbors when they see his like fucking lawn chairs with flames gear on it. Good, good, as it should. <laughs> it's not like he can have a lawn chair with flyers gear, so he's got to have flames, right? Or he might in the basement. We probably know. like oh, Jenny Gujo thirteen. <laughs> uh, anyhow. That's part one. Okay. Anything else? Cut it off. No. Nope, right. Uh, we'll we'll take a quick break here, and for you, we'll be back uh, momentarily. Chat soon. Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> Welcome back to episode forty-five, part two. The preseason, preseason extra. <laughs> we just ordered some food, so we're getting. Uh, we're getting hungry, and uh, Jank went to the bathroom. I didn't. I should have. Damn it. That was stupid. And I left my beer on the counter. So, so when I'm, I ramble, I'm get up and get I back. ramble, that means that Tyler's gone, not beside me. I'm all alone with my thoughts and trying to figure out what to talk about. Um, let me just say something about 17th Avenue. I just like It's really starting to fucking piss me off. That construction is out of control. And not only is it out of control, but they did not do any type of justice whatsoever on the sidewalk situation. It's impossible to get to those businesses. I feel sorry for those businesses. Uh, the the Mexican place, what's it called? Um, can't Blanco? No, not Blanco. No, I'm talking about 17th Ave. Los Locos? Yeah, Chilitos. Yeah, Los Chilitos. Man, those guys got fucked. And like the city, I hope that they're reimbursing them or something or or at least Los Chilitos is going to the city and trying to get their money back because it it just made it so impossible this summer to get to like any nice restaurant 17th Avenue like for shame like you got to fix those sidewalks properly so that these businesses don't get screwed that's just an you know what it's it's a more that you know moment from an economics perspective from an economics major and I got to say Calgary mismanages the shit out of their fucking construction projects and they just make things so much worse for businesses. And yeah, that's nothing to do with hockey. Uh, but uh, I could rant about how Tesla is a bullshit business too, but we won't do that. Not today. Let's start at the back. Tyler's back. Goalies. <laughs> I was back for like a good 30 seconds there. You just kept going. Yeah. Goalies. Already talked about it earlier. It's like I hate the one A one B. Fucking hate it. I just don't don't expect a cup in the city anytime soon because of that. Riddick plays what? Fifty five. Yeah. Well, I want him to play sixty at least. Talbot plays twenty five. I think it's gonna be Riddick's playing no more than fifty five games. Okay. Well, we can do That's a side bet off off air here, but. Uh, I think you're right. Why I, do we have to I'll do it take, off air? Well, I'll take the under on that. Because I, although I want to play 60 games, 
I know that it's going to be under 55. I think it's going to be like 48. That's that's what I said. I said he's not playing more than 55 games. Okay. Well then, what You have to set the, the line. You'd have to set the line. Okay, 45. What's Oh, uh, I say he's playing over 45. I think he's under. Under 45? Yeah. 40 41 games is half a season. Because I know what's going to happen. It's going to be like he's playing more than half. Riddick Riddick is going to have maybe a couple bad games. We're going to go back to old habits. We're going to play Cat Talbot. Talbot will have like five great games, and then we're not going to see Riddick for like two months. I think I honestly think he's going to play like 54 games to be precise. But okay, well I'm definitely under that. Okay, Let's see. All right, it's recorded. So you so. you said <clears throat> you said 45. I said over. That was the line. That was the bet. Like we'll remember in April, anyhow. It's recorded on episode 45B. <laughs> I still think we should split these because when people see that this is going to be like two hours long, they're like, oh, what nah, the fuck? They'll be fine. I'm not going to listen to this. My commute is not two hours long. Yeah, but they can listen to it there and back. They're not in New York, man. Oh, there and back. It doesn't take an hour to get anywhere in Calgary, man. It does if you drive the Deerfoot. <laughs> spoken, spoken like a true Deerfoot driver. <laughs> yep. I can right. tell you. And I'm going against traffic, so it's not... It's, I can't imagine what it's like going with traffic, especially if you live, you know, south of 22X. Oh, oh, oh. Another oh. issue I have with Calgary. Defense. Uh, well, what do you think the lineup is for D? First pairing? Geo Anderson. Geo Anderson, second pairing? Brody Hamannick. No, sorry, uh, Hamannick and Hannafin. Third. And then Brody, uh, it's going to be Stone, I'm telling you. You know what? I think it's, I think Anderson and Stone are going to be the third pairing. Hammond and Canifin in the second, and then I think Brody's going to play with Are Gio. we talking about the opening game or just sort of eventually? I think Like the something that's going to be standard as the season goes on. Well, I mean, if you're a coach, aren't you going to say, I'm, I'm playing this lineup because I, I want think, it to I be standard? I think I would, I would start with Rasmus with, on the first line with, uh, Geo, but you're probably right. It's probably not going to be like that, but one can hope. One can hope. Um, Geo, does he is he in Norris contention again, or slightly off, or big drop off, or I don't I don't see why not. If he comes back, the fittest flame. Uh, he's he's definitely uh, physically prepared. I think as you get older, your mental preparedness is always going to be easier and easier. Like I think you're. You've read the game so well. You've learned the game so well. And you're ahead of the IQ curve, so to speak. So I can see perhaps another repeat uh, performance season. But don't know if you'll win the Norris again. I just think that, like, naturally as you get older. I, yeah. Like, I think maybe, I mean, like. close. Top five. He'll, he'll do well this year. I, yeah, exactly. Like, he's going to be in the. He's going to be elite. But probably not the best. I hope he's the best. Do you think anyone really steps up to the plate or really falls off in terms of our decor? It would be nice if Brody stepped up again. Uh, but the only person I can see or I did see stepping up was Valimaki. Now he's gone. I'd like to see Hannafin step up, to be honest. Yeah, Hannafin. I wonder if Hannafin's going to have that season where, uh, like, for example, Hamannick had a poor first season and then just totally stepped up last season. I wonder if Hamm or Hannafin's going to have the same effect. Yeah, I'd like to see him. Because he's now used to the team and all that, right? I'd like to see him really blossom this year. I, and I, I know that. we forgot to mention him as part of our young core in part one, but yeah. I really like that. I'd really, I'd, I'd be really 
thrilled if that happened and if he started to make I, I could, that's serious a good strides. I, I could see that happening, for sure. I mean, I, there was high hopes when he came over. I was excited when he came over for Hamilton, and but he had a he had a lot of good glimpses last season. Yeah, consistency needed some work, but overall, he wasn't. I, I didn't have an issue with him, but I can see more out of him for sure. Hmm. Hmm. Comfort, comfort goes a long way. I think like having that confidence, knowing how your team plays, and now like you're totally dialed in with these guys and personally and and on the ice. So, uh, yeah. That's you think uh, you think Shillington makes it? No, 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 no chance. No chance. No chance at all. There is an error that showed up on my computer, but this thing is still recording, so we'll just keep recording until Flash Player Auto Update Daemon. I think you're fine. Yeah, this is we're not doing Flash. Um, yeah, Shillington's not making the team. What do you think? I mean, I think he's the seventh man at this point. Who else do we have? Um, yeah, I think he... No Prout? Stone's no, in the he's, lineup. He's he's seventh to Stone now. Yeah. Unless he really turns it around on his opportunities. That fucking neighbor upstairs. Like, Jesus, did you not hear... I hear it, Can you yeah. hear that? It's not that loud. It's annoying, but it's not that loud. Um, Anything else on D? No, I think this is a really shitty preview. <laughs> well, the D, <laughs> the D, the, but the D, the D doesn't need much, much to be talked yeah, not about. Much it's has a happened solid, there, it's right? a solid D, and it's one of the best D cores in the league. Like, you know, we, we keep talking. We, if you want to like predict their performance, it's always going to be in some sort of like high performing fat like they're gonna do well there was no movement they're all all no. the cast is returning we're like, splitting hairs by looking at chillington and yeah, all this stuff it's, now, it's close like that's our that's our d pairings it, it, anderson could be on the top pairing anderson could be on the second pairing could be on the third pairing geo's our first pairing guy for sure hannafin second and hammonick are second pairing guys i don't know did geo and hannafin play on the same side i yeah oh because it would have been kind of neat to see them together but such is life Forwards? This is an interesting one. Okay, so I want to start with assuming the top line is Monaghan and Goudreau, who's on the wing? Especially when you when you hear Peters talking about possibly moving Lindholm to center. I don't think he supplants Monaghan. But who's on that wing? It might be Kachuk. That's what I think. I think it's going to be Kachuk. I think Kachuk plays on that wing on the first line. Who else would you play on the first line? Lindholm. But if you're going to move Lindholm down... I mean, why move Lindholm to center? Then I, I might play well, Bennett he, on the first line. But is Lindholm on line three then? Well, I, I'd is, move is Backlund gonna... down, to be honest. So Backlund had... I'd have Backlund as your special teams PK guy and third line guy. Cause Backlund and then had... I, I guess that forces Derek Ryan down to the fourth line. Yeah, he had that slow, slow Where start Where do you play Jankowski year? then? You know what? Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about the fours because Jankowski pisses me off too. So if you put Jankowski with like Backland, but you can't because Jankowski's center as well. Like we got too many centers. It's, it's a fucking age I, old I mean, debate. it's a good problem to have. Yeah, sure. But now you have the situation where it's like Backland is kind of a toss up because he had a weird year last year, right? Like, Slow start, then actually started picking it up later, and then nothing in the playoffs. 
I don't know if that contract we signed back then too is going to be great for us in the long run, but uh, yeah, wow. he was one guy who just kind of snuck up on me for age. He's in his 30s now. Yeah. And I, that's surprising to me. And I just don't know if we're looking at our team, especially if you're moving Lindholm to center, I don't know if Backlund's the kind of guy you want to be paying second-line money to on a long-term deal, but too late now. So first line, we're agreeing that Kachuk, Monaghan, Goudreau? I th- I th- or we think I, anyway. I think so. I, I think, think so the too. only interchangeable guy there is Lindholm. And if you're going to really stretch and you really want to throw a curveball into the works, possibly Bennett. I would like to see Bennett there too, but um, okay, second line. Second line is, I don't know. Jesus Christ, what was that? That was my phone. Um, I don't know who plays on the left wing. I honestly can't tell anymore what natural wing some of these players are because our team is so whack like that. Goudreau's naturally left wing, that's all I know. So you would Kachuk's have, naturally left wing, isn't he? So he'd be moving to the right. Well, you're probably going to have Bennett. On your second line? I would. I, I, I mean, Froelich is probably going to play there, is he not? Okay, well then, it's going to be Lindholm, Froelich, and who? Backlund? Bennett? No, it can't. Well, Lindholm, you're saying he's going to play center. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> Lucic, <laughs> is it is it is it now a bad problem to have the or a good problem to have all these centers because now you're struggling. I just wish you had more defined positions among the players, like you had a cultured center and a cultured right wing and a cultured left wing. Um, I mean, I just okay. But what what would you do on the second line? Why is Peters juggling it so much? And you know, why is Peters saying all these things that possibly? Yeah, this is old. Like, that's from last well, year. Well, no, it's not from last year. But, okay, let's just assume, because I think this was what was going on during the, um, the last game at home when they were playing against Winnipeg. I think this was the lineup. So they had Goudreau, Monaghan, um, Lindholm. And then I was like, eh, well, obviously not Kachuk, but they had Lucic. Did they have Lucic on the same line as Bennett? That would have been... I can't remember now. Anyway, so... I'd like to see Lucic on Bennett in the same line. I think that might click. That might be interesting, yeah. That might work. And you know what? Honestly, if I saw a line like Lucic, Backlund, Bennett... Well, the- and Bennett was almost given like a free roll on that line. Like, you know what? You can take some risks because Backlund's a very good two-way, almost defensive forward and... Lucic is slow as fuck, but will lumber around and maybe get into a good spot every now and then. That might work. Okay, so you can have Backlund, Lucic, Bennett as like a third line. Yeah, and then you'd have, I don't know, Derek Ryan, Lindholm, and Froley. <laughs> okay. <laughs> discussion's over. I, I, I just, I mean, what do you, how, do you, how do you actually put Lindholm in the lineup without pushing Jankowski off the team? Do you push Jankowski to the wing? Well, you push Jankowski to the fourth line. No, he's out because you've got Monaghan, Lindholm, Backlund, Ryan. Right. Jankowski's out at center. Well, I, wouldn't, I personally wouldn't mind seeing Jankowski get a bit of a wake-up call anyway, so I would be okay with a Quine staying up and like... <sighs> yeah, you got Quine too, another center. Okay, let's... <laughs> what are we agreeing on for first line here? 
I'd like to see uh, Monahan, Goudreau, and Kachuk. Okay, Monahan, Goudreau, Kachuk. Second line center. Who is it? Lindholm. Yeah. Or Backlund. Well. Or is I think Lindholm's going to play think, the wing. I think Lindholm plays the wing just because yeah. Lindholm played wing all season yeah. last year and he was yeah. fine. So Backlund, so Lindholm, Lindholm, and probably right now maybe Bennett. Frolik. I'm going to say Bennett. I'll say Frolik because I actually really liked your idea of Bennett, Lucic. I do like that idea. It was Backlund on that line. But but even Ryan works on that line too. Sure, put Ryan there, and then fourth line, Manjapane, who, who's playing pretty good too. Quine. Mangiapane's on the fourth line for sure. Yeah. And perhaps getting occasional first line. Well, minutes, it's right? it's a bubble between now Zarnik, Quine, Jankowski. Jankowski. So Ryder. Really, Ryder, yeah. He did like, he did sign the P he signed a contract with us, so yeah. it's confirmed. Two two way contract, seven hundred thousand. He's on the team. Yeah. The rest are probably toast. So that 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 begs the question, okay, well, Peter's just like went out on a limb and praised the guy. After last game, Peters doesn't do that lightly. Um, so it makes you wonder, okay, who's on the block here? Because we didn't mention Dubé. And Dubé's got all the skill to be at least the third liner on this team. Uh, but maybe they're sending him back down. Zarnik was kind of on the bubble last year. Like, he started off really well, then he was kind of flip-flopping back and forth. See, what I appreciated about Zarnik and what didn't really happen this year was Zarnik had an absolute whale of a preseason, and he got a space on that second line and just couldn't compute. But he got his chances. He got his chances ahead of James Neal. For sure. Which means something must have gone really, really wrong before October last year that Austin Zarnik was ahead of James Neal in the pecking order. But, you know, too bad something like that didn't happen this year where a guy just tore it up in preseason. I mean, you got a guy like Dubé who's getting called out and not making the lineup. I'm concerned about that guy now because how many chances are you going to get, right? Yeah. It's tough, to, it's tough to crack this lineup, to be honest. I mean, how many spots are there? And, yeah, so. Yeah, we'll see. And, I, I, again, so I, I think. Said, what do we say for second line? Uh, we put Backlund. Um, Lindholm, Lindholm, and Frolik, 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 and then Bennett, Lucic. Bennett, Ryan, Lucic, and then uh, Manjapane for sure. Manjapane, and then it's just a bubble between probably Jankowski, Jankowski man. probably Jankowski, but and probably Zarnik. Personally, don't want Jankowski to make this team right now because I think this this kid can play way better than what he for whatever reason he's. So he's got the body and the size and the hands to be a lot more effective. Like, I th I'm pretty sure I went off on this like a few episodes ago, like probably before the playoffs. But he's so good at winning board battles when he's actually engaged in doing it. Otherwise, he's typically gotten, he kind of pulls back. He doesn't like get super aggressive. And if that's your playing style, that's fine. But you can do so much more. If you expanded your game, and got a little bit more aggressive on the boards, a little more aggressive with your body, because you're a big guy. You know, you're amongst the tallest guys on the team. You're not skinny. Like, you, you got the size. You should use it. Like, just do us all a personal favor and just try using your size here. Like, I think you would become so much better. I, I would say, and I can go, I will go on a limb and say, you could be a second liner on this team if you start using your size and start really engaging yourself in the game that way. 
Um, but I'm not a hockey expert, so you know maybe there's a reason why you're not doing that. Uh, but I just think that he's got so much more potential. And it's kind of wasted, and we keep we don't really punish him for it. So he's just going to play the way he keeps playing. Whereas a guy like Alan Klein, if you told him to change his game in a certain way, I feel like he would be a lot more receptive to it because he's I mean, just trying to make it. Maybe there's some, I don't know, maybe there's some moves that happen or something like that and something shuffles along where these fourth and third lines become more apparent to us. But, yeah, it's a toss-up. I mean, I... I like I liked Quine when he played for us. I liked those games that he had. I don't know what he did to piss off Peters so much, but he never really got a shot back at it where maybe he just likes having the same guys over and over each night, but who knows? Well, familiarity comes with comfort, right? So it's Peters seems like the type of guy that doesn't like taking too many risks. I mean, he, he rode the fucking Neil thing to like the bitter end, right? When in reality, he should have we should have gotten rid of that guy halfway through the season. but. Yeah. That's true. So, I mean, lo and behold. Yeah, who knows, right? But anyway, so our, I mean, by and large, our forward lineups look pretty strong as they did last season. I think it'd be really cool to see. I really like that Bennett, Lucic, Backlund line. I really like that. I wouldn't mind seeing Backlund move to that line, especially if he's killing penalties and playing uh, second unit power play. I'd like a I'd like a Bennett Backlund Lucic line. I I think I think that I think that'd be pretty cool. That is my best idea ever. <laughs> and if if Peters is listening, Bill, take my hey, advice on this one. Hey Bill, okay? it might work out real nice. It might work out real nice for you. I just think those players really complement each other. I really think they do. Yeah. And then you can move Lindholm to center on the. Wow, well, I don't know. You figure it out, man. It's your problem. Uh, <laughs> anything else on that? No. No, I'm good. <laughs> Did you have a few predictions that were not just where we'd finish, but here's, here's two of mine, for example. I think Goudreau finishes fifth in scoring overall, and I think that we finished third in goal differential in the league. Wow, that, I didn't expect to hear that one. I could see Goudreau... Top five. Um, I actually, I, I actually, I could see a couple of our players in the I top think, ten. Um, who? Kachuk. I could see Kachuk in the top ten this not, year. Not Monahan. Well, it depends on um, a few factors with Monahan, but I think the difference between Monahan and Kachuk is that Kachuk has that killer instinct, whereas Monahan just he seems to just not have that extra gear. All the time. He's a sniper, knows where to be, knows how to score, but he for some reason just doesn't I don't know, like there's just something missing still about him that doesn't give me that goal scoring prowess uh slash I wanna be in the top five of I'm sure he does, but I don't know. There's there's an X factor to Kachuk's game that I don't see in Monaghan. So I can see Kachuk having more points than Monaghan this year. Uh, especially if they're on the same line. Didn't I, he last year too? Uh, I'd have to check. I, don't I think know. he did. Yeah, but anyhow, I think. Uh, Do you have two? I know I kind of put you on the spot, but we we don't really pre-plan and. No, we don't. I think I like the point prediction from you. I think we obviously make the playoffs. Um, 
I don't want to make a prediction on positioning in terms of the team. I think we're first in the Pacific. No, yeah. I don't know about that. But who's gonna trump us? San Jose? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I you're probably right, but let's let's wait till the season starts. I think like the last time we did this, they did fucking horrible. So I'm I'm really like hesitant to say anything. I think that we win more than one playoff game. Okay, I can ride with that. That's a lofty goal. <laughs> We're really setting the bar high here, Flames. So, I mean, and I think maybe there's a resurrection of Lucic as well. We'll see. I yeah. don't really have... Like, like, I mean, honestly, I, how did I they need negotiate? Games, by man. the way, how did they negotiate that clause? It's like, James Neal must score 21 goals and 10 more than Lucic for you to get the third round pick. How did they do that? That's what you call like napkin <laughs> negotiations. <laughs> they were drunk when they yeah, did that. They must have been like, like this is all right, all right, all right. That's, yeah, that's okay, the deal. Okay. Okay. Buddy, if no, he let scores, me tell you. They, they, they had the conversation you and I had, the over under thing with the goalies. They They're probably like, looked at each other like Lou Cheech and Neil probably won't get twenty one combined. <laughs> yeah, they were definitely drunk. Like that's not sober people don't think that way. And they're like, but let's add a little thing in there. He's got to get 10 more. <laughs> Just in case. What, why are you like turning into like a yokel? I'm hungry, <laughs> man. I want that food. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. It's like coming out of the forest. You got anything else you want to add to this bit? No, I think like I just want to wait till the season starts. I don't particularly like doing the prediction thing because I just I want to see the team play before. The preseason means fuck all. No, obviously, yeah. NHL right. preseason's a joke. Like, yeah, like I don't even. You know what we did really in Winnipeg? It. We went to Winnipeg, played our complete B team, and they played most of their starters. They came to Calgary. We pretty much played our starting lineup. They played the B team. She's like, here, have an easy win. Get the yeah. fans going. Test yeah, out your starters at, against the soft game. squad. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, just annoys me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's, I, I hate and this ticket, time. Ticket prices are pricey too, aren't they? Well, I got invited by a buddy, but sure, yeah, but I, mean, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, preseason game, like twenty bucks. Come on out, fill the dome. Yeah, it'd be nice, but we don't do that. We need the money, man. We just paid out a guy. We're like net down. I guess if you're if you're getting, you know, ten thousand people paying eighty nine a game, and you just that's better than filling the dome at twenty bucks a pop. But yeah, I suppose. They probably they probably study this and be like, people won't pay forty; they'll pay twenty. But it's not worth it. Just keep the prices high, and they'll still get. I don't know how it works, but I just like full arenas. That's what I like. I feel like we're hitting the end of like Garage Band's limit here because it's not moving to the right now. We might find out. So if we do hit the limit, thanks a lot. I wanted to ask you <laughs> one more thing. If you would rate our team chemistry on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, you know, 1 being awful, 10 being Jessica Alba, what would you rate it? 7. 7? Team yeah. chemistry of 7? Yeah, I think it's I, seven. I might even say it's a 6. It seems we, be, we, we put on a lot of media shows, but I don't know how well they actually get on behind closed doors. Again, I have absolutely no evidence to prove this, but <laughs> what can I say? the best i got the the tyler claim okay anything else no i'm good we're actually getting scared by this garage thing here so this is worrying the we're gonna wrap it up episode 45 
part A and part B. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. We're on Twitter, flamesfancast at gmail.com as well. Flamesfancast at gmail.com. Give us a follow. Let us know what you think about the show. Let us know what you think about the Flames. We love to chat about it. We love to talk to you. That's a big part of what we do. And yeah, you have yourselves a great weekend. Excited for the opening of the NHL next week. Go Flames, go.